What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we've got another good week for you. We're going to talk the NBA Christmas matchups. We're going to talk about Vanderbilt's kicker situation. And, of course, we're going to talk about Week 12 NFL. Uh, but before we do all that, uh, a more pressing matter that we need to discuss right off the bat is how Nate Robinson got absolutely murked by Jake Paul on Saturday. I mean, he just, he got knocked down, what, three times in that fight, got knocked out, actually knocked out, slept in the second round, I believe. I mean, it was just, it was just a straight up beat down. I, I did not see it being that easy for uh, Jake Paul. I knew he'd been working on the boxing. I knew he was pretty legit, but he made that did look you, too did easy. You bet Nate? No, I didn't touch any of those. I stupidly I bet on the Tyson fight, but I put 100 on Jake Paul to win 57 by knockout. I don't understand the case for Nate Robinson winning. I need someone to explain to me how a smaller, not as strong, I mean, they're like, oh, he's an athlete, you know, and I, you know, I mean, there's the obvious, the obvious thing we don't have to talk about, but I mean, I don't understand how they thought he was going to win. Like, I mean, I think the odds should have been like minus a thousand, like, like Jake Paul is a legit professional boxer at this point. Like he's an amateur, he's an amateur level boxer, and he absolutely wiped the floor with them. I I was pissed that I didn't put a thousand on it. I mean, he, I mean he he's not he's not bad. He's not a bad boxer. Nate Robinson looks like looked like he was training with. I don't that you see that meme that guy yeah that guy yeah um, <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't I didn't understand the I think the only thing the only reason people were on Nate was because they hate Jake Paul yeah like I, I think okay, yes. you want to lose money yeah the the casual fan just assumes like they don't view because boxing's kind of like fallen by the wayside at least the last like five or ten years casual fans just like assume that if you're a good athlete you're a good boxer a good fighter like boxing's a sport you know not everyone not all the greats win by just out beasting everyone and knocking them into you know uh to oblivion like people look at roy jones jr look at floyd Mayweather. floyd mayweather they've made their entire careers on defensive counter punching on on playing the scorecard you know not everyone goes for the knockout mm-hmm. and and I just feel like you people forget that boxing's a sport that requires so much strategy, so much training, um, so much skill that it's just you could be the biggest guy. I mean, look at Kimbo Slice. He was out there pummeling regular dudes and got into UFC and and actual fighting. And he was like, you know, he was nothing special. I mean, he made he made a few headlines, but like he wasn't like he wasn't dominating people left and right sure he won some fights that way but you know when he when he went up against real opponents and real fighters it was a different ball game and this is you know kind of the situation for Nate like i don't care how many bar fights you've been in if if you're in a boxing match is different you know and you know not not to say that Jake Paul is is you know i mean technically he is a professional fighter i mean that's this is a statement of fact he's like amateur he's like amateur uh, he has no, he's, he's, he's a legitimate professional yeah. fighter he has a profession. He has the professional fighting status. Whether you, obviously, but, like he's. But I, I think of him skill wise as like a very good amateur. Oh yeah, that's that exactly. But in turn, like saying he's a professional fighter is a statement no, of fact. Oh yeah. Um, but you know he has been training for a couple of years doing this now. This um, dude wasn't having sex with his girlfriend Julia Rose. She said she she said I love her. 
Um, if she ever wants to come on, she's yeah. more than welcome. Happy she wouldn't. <laughs> she she said that he wouldn't have sex. That's how serious he's taking it. For whatever reason, I guess he doesn't want to lose any testosterone. I don't know. He wasn't having sex with her for like weeks or months leading up to the fight. Like this dude, like he's a tool. Maybe you hate him. Whatever you want to say about him. Like he was taking this like life and death serious. Yeah. And why wouldn't All you? All I gotta you know? say is he's got to cool it with the callouts. I mean, he does. He does. I don't think you want to fight Conor McGregor, dude, even in a boxing match. I think that left hand is going to put your pretty blonde ass to sleep. Like, oh, my I, God. I don't, no, you you, you definitely don't want to do that. I think there's levels to this. And I think right now he should go for another top athlete. Like if some I saw athletes calling him out left and right, take on another one of them, like a like a bigger, better athlete. And then maybe and then maybe go to like, I don't know, not a Conor McGregor. Yeah, that's where his sweet spot is right now is is. Athletes or, you know, people who are definitely amateurs. Like, a good amateur fighter is sleeping Jake Paul real quick right now. Yes. You know, it, it's not even close. You know, and, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not taking anything away from what Jake Paul did. I mean, obviously he's training and, and you know, he's more serious about this than a lot of people think and, and has been led on to this point. But... Let's not act like, you know, two two years of boxing training is the same as 10 or 15 or 20. You know, it's just good amateur fighters coming up in the ranks right now. I'd be surprised if Jake Paul lasted two rounds. You know, it, it may be three rounds just on, on heart. But skill-wise, it's not, you know. And, and you, you saw a little bit of Jake Paul trying to kind of be, use his skill and, and be, act like a boxer in that ring. But when... When someone is so inexperienced like Nate was and he's just sitting there flailing and throwing punches and hugging yeah. and everything, you really don't have a choice but to kind of react to that, you know, and, and it makes you yeah. look bad in the sense like to in the sense like you you look like you're joining a street fight too because that's what he's doing. You know, Nate Robinson's out here trying to throw punches outside a bar and you have to react to that. You can't sit there and really rely on the Nate sweet was, sweet yeah, science and boxing. You know? and, and just putting himself out at like yeah. just I mean, like a pro boxer, Nate's getting slept in 10, 15 seconds doing what he did. Yeah. Like a real pro boxer. If he got in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, yeah. 15, 30 seconds max, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting, but I agree. Jake Paul's really got to cool it with the, with the, uh, the call outs. I'm intrigued to see every fight he's on, though. I'm going to be, I'll be on it, though. Oh yeah, it's it's good TV. Yeah. You know, we're watching the stream though, and I watched it on we watched it in the, on a Twitch stream for a little bit, and all these kids are on it. Like they're just like, when does Jake Paul fight? I'm like, that's not what we're here for, man. This is this event happened yeah. because of fucking Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Don't get me that fight was terrible. I know it it was better than it was be, it was better it was at least it was boxing. That's all I'm saying. At least it was boxing. It looked it like was a boxing a lot match. Well, yeah, obviously, but so was, I mean, so was Nate Robinson. If Nate Robinson wasn't flailing his arms, he was hugging. That was it. I mean, that, he I, only... I know. The thing, the thing with Tyson was that it was six, it was like, whatever, six or eight rounds. So it was eight rounds of, there was a, the first couple rounds were pretty good. You, you had a feeling Tyson could, you know, do some, he was getting some good shots in. And then like after that, it was just, I mean, yeah, the expectation shouldn't be that high, but, um... I'm good on that. I'm from now on, like I'm. I'm good on seeing like 50 year olds past their prime. Just uh... Holyfield Tyson's gonna happen. Yeah, it is. It's gonna yeah, happen. It, def- it definitely is. It's it's happen. it's absolutely gonna happen. I don't know I, when, it's, it's but it, sometime in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, listen, we 
we saw flashes, and that was cool. You know, we saw flashes of 10, 15 seconds a few times in that fight of Roy Jones with a quick hands, his jab, his leaning, and we saw Tyson's uppercut. We saw his heavy, heavy uh, right hand. Um, so we saw flashes. Obviously, it never was going to be a true fight like it w- would have been 15 they're years ago. They're not in shape enough. They're just yeah. not. No, I mean, and they're 50. There's only, so you can only be in such good shape at 51 and 54 years old. You know, I think and when you're be, fighting. I mean, these guys are, these guys are, not that they're in awful shape, but I mean, they, they, they could have been, I mean, if they both took it seriously, they didn't take it seriously. Both people took it seriously. I think it could have been a better fight. Um, like if they actually focused on cardio and stuff, like I, I, you know, I don't, yeah, that's, that's fair. But I mean, you know, Tyson's 15 years out of the ring, you know, that's, that's no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, not bad for, it's not bad at all for being 15 years out of the ring. Roy Jones, it's only been like two. I was shocked, but yeah, he got, he got, he lost in like 2017 or 18 or something was his last year. 2018 it was, I was like, okay, you should not be out there fighting, but, um, yeah, um, let's, uh, Enough about that. Enough about that 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 shit show of a boxing night. Uh, let's move to uh, the NBA. They announced their Christmas Day games. Obviously, I think each one of us will have some kind of issue with these games. Uh, noontime, we got Pelicans at the Heat. Uh, 2.30, we got Warriors at Bucks. 5, we got Nets at Celtics. 8 o'clock, we got Mavericks at Lakers. And 10.30, we got Clippers at Nuggets. Obviously, I know Dave's issue is going to be that the Knicks aren't playing. I mean, that is just... That, that, that's kind of – I'm offended yeah. by the fact that Knicks aren't playing on Christmas Day. I mean like 10 years in a row, I wake up on Christmas, you know, spend some time with the family, open the gifts, the whole thing, get it get it some, some lunch slash breakfast ready, and I watch the Knicks get blown out by 36 and at the, in the noon game. It's, you know, it's a tale as old as time. But I, I listen, I get why the Knicks aren't on there, especially when you – you know, you put them on there the last six or seven years because of – uh, they're the number one media market in the world, in the country, the most valuable team in the world, still a huge fan base. Um, but you know, now he's, they're being replaced with Zion. Uh, and I get that, but it's such a shameless, like the Pelicans have no business being on Christmas, a Christmas day game. Yeah. But, uh, but we're, we're okay. I'm okay with it because of, because of Zion and there's some talent there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just Warriors, saying Bucks. Okay, Warriors are more just a name without clay. I mean, they're they're good, but I mean, I I would rather take like the Mavericks off out of all those names. Like, I'm taking the Mavericks off. See, I love the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks Nuggets. So I would have done. I would have done Mavericks Heat. The Lakers. I would have done Heat Bucks, and I would have done a different. Yeah. Different different Bucks. matchup at at twelve. Two different teams, but uh, Heat Bucks Net Celtics. I'm fine with. How do you not do Lakers Clippers when they're both on the on the sheet? Lakers Clippers Nuggets Mavericks. Lakers yes, Mavericks Nuggets is a perfect mm-hmm. uh 10 yeah. 10:30 p.m. Western Conference classic Christmas game. There're always two teams in the Western Conference that are kind of fun to watch or up and coming talent and that fits the mold for both the Mavericks and the Nuggets. You know, they're both fun teams to watch. They both have young talent that and they're both on the rise. Give us that game at 10:30. That'll be a great fun matchup. Jamal Murray, Luka, Jokic, KP, or well, actually KP's probably not going to be playing. But you know, you know, you get what I mean. You know, a lot of a lot of young, interesting talent on both those teams, both Western Conference teams. That's a perfect ten thirty matchup. I I wasn't I was mad at, at the way they broke down the matchups rather than the teams that were involved. 
I think they yeah. mis- messed yeah. up big time on on how they broke out the matchups. And I mean, the net Celtics isn't really going to mean anything because we all know Kyrie is not going to play that game. Um, we'll never see Kyrie Irving play a game of basketball in Boston again unless it's in the playoffs. And then yeah. I even I don't even know if that's that's a, a definite. Yeah, Kyrie I mean, definitely <laughs> sitting that, sitting that one out. Kyrie gonna have yeah, a, a mysterious shoulder no injury shot. right right before that one. Uh, yeah, but that that no that five o'clock game is always the one that's kind of forgotten because you know people are like either eating dinner or traveling home from family or traveling to family like you know that afternoon. Once you get to like that four, five, six o'clock time range, that's a lot of movement time for for people, especially if you're one of those families that has multiple stops to make on Christmas. You're going, maybe you're going to a yeah. grand grandparents' house during the day and another grandparents' house at night. You know, so that five o'clock game always kind of kind of falls in that limbo time. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the least watched game of any of them. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. That that's that's exactly how I see it. Um, It'll definitely be interesting, though. I mean, it'll it'll who be an get, interesting who, day. Who do it's we got? The first day of the season, too, right? Uh it's like the second or third day. Oh, okay, it's like the twenty twenty right. first or twenty second. They start, so you know, I don't know if it it could be the first. I have game. some breaking news. What LeBron James agrees to a two year, eighty five million dollar extension with the Lakers. Oh, wow. look at that! Look at so, that. So, uh, you know, bleed, you know. We're the bleachers. We're from the bleachers. Just break into you. Big news. Three um, more I'm years sure. in L.A. then because he had this year. Yeah. So I'm sure this will affect uh, Anthony Davis's talks now um, because he's obviously returning to the Lakers. It's just, you know, the verbiage and how long he, until he can, um, you know, opt out and stuff. I'm sure this will affect Anthony Davis's. Um, and then that'll know. be that'll be the end of LeBron with the Lakers after that because he's obviously going to sign at least a one year deal wherever his son ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that's what I was just about to say. That brings him right to the year before Bronny mm-hmm. could get drafted, assuming the high school yeah, thing assu- is assuming he's assuming that's assuming a lot still though. Yes, I know he's very good. I hope he makes it. I think it would be pretty cool. Um, it's. It, I think it'd be pretty cool. Frank Gore, Frank Gore Jr. I mean, any any father son matchup. It's pretty. I think Dave would even say it's pretty cool. Even the yeah, it's, a, it's it's awesome. It's, you know, it's a cool thing. Um, you know, like Frank Gore. You know, and his son. I, I doubt that's likely to happen. How old Frank Gore is, but um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 something different too. It's not something you see like Ken Griffey and his dad. That was that's it's great TV. But I bet um, it would be like. I, it would almost probably be like preferential to LeBron if if Bronny was like a projected like late first, early second, because then the Lakers could have no problem just like trading up to like you know let's say he's projected in the late first, the Lakers have no problem trading up to eighteen and drafting him. You know, like they'd make that work. You know, you can right. you can figure out a way to trade to. 18 the 18th pick like pretty much any way in the league you know even if you have to give up next year's first when you're going to be great you know it is what it is but like if he's a top five pick then it's going to be something where lebron's going to go oh you you got drafted to you know memphis i i'll i'm assigned with the grizzlies for a year i'll come off the bench i'll you know i'll i'll play 18 minutes a night and that'll and i'll help mentor you there and get you started in the league and that'll be that um, but it, it is a, it's a, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's right up to the, the, and this is all assuming the NBA by this time has allowed, has done away with the one and done rule. 
which is in no guarantee either. No, you know? it's not. Um, so it'll be interesting. And, and we don't, you know, Bronny's what, a sophomore now, I believe? Maybe a junior, but I think he's a sophomore. I think so. I think he's a sophomore. Um, so, yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, that's the, the Mikey draft, Mikey Williams draft, Juan Wagner. That's going to be a good draft. Um, if Bronny, I think Bronny's ranked like fi- between 15 and 20 right now in that class. And, you know, Mikey, or yeah. Wagner one, Mikey two, I forget who's three. You know, uh, my, the way I think it is, I feel like he's just not going to be like a great player in the league. You know, it's, you know, um, that's the only thing is he's probably going to be a, you know, the 12th guy on the bench, you know. He's too, he's too privileged. He didn't have a tough enough upbringing. If he makes it, like, I, I mean, and he's talented, but, like, I just don't know, you know, like, what, how good is he going to be? I mean, it's, it's not a guarantee he makes the league, so. That's true. That's true. I don't, you know. It I is mean, a I guarantee. Him, I him, like, not even getting minutes in his, in his rookie year, in his freshman You know, the, the only reason he'd get minutes is because of LeBron. I think it is a guarantee he gets a scholarship from any school in the country. Like he's gonna be yeah. like LeBron in that sense. Like, yeah, if he, probably get it, I don't he care if he's LeBron. like the the fiftieth ranked person in the in the class. If he says to Coach K, I want to come to Duke, he's he's getting a scholarship. Yeah, maybe not a full ride, but something. He getting a full. I mean, it's not like LeBron needs the full. Yeah, ride. Yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah, think you know. <laughs> they'll give him a full ride, and then LeBron will make a, a ten million dollar donation to the school. Yeah. That's true. So it's like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, we'll give you 50 That's grand. True. We just made 9 million. Yeah, exactly. 9 million. Yeah, we'll this. spot you a million and you give us 10 million to build the LeBron James, you know, athletic center. Yeah. Um, speaking of college, though, uh, obviously over the weekend, uh, somewhat of a controversial move, some might say, but Vanderbilt uh, took the goalie from the women's soccer team, inserted her into their starting lineup. She was the kicker. Uh, we only saw one kickoff from her, and it was pretty much just a squib kick. Um, Vanderbilt never even got in field goal range and never scored, so we only saw on the opening kick. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, some people hate it. Some people love it. Some people are indifferent. Uh, <coughs> I mean, it, it. it's so many – It's so many. there's so many angles to it. Um. You know, it, it, let's not sit here and say it's not worth noting. It's not worth celebrating in some way that a, a girl has made the, you know, has kicked in a Power 5 conference game or appeared in one. But let's also bring it back a little bit, you know. Let's certainly doesn't deserve SEC Player of the Week. Yeah, that was a bit much. That's that was the, a, that was a yeah. Yeah, that's certainly. That was, a, uh, did one that was just a... Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. That's just such a. I would be insulted a, like, if I was a girl. Like, talk about the most like participation trophy award yes, ever. That's what I'm looking we, for. We, yeah. we live in like, a world where it's just all. It's trying to reward people just for diversity for the sake of the sake of diversity, and it was like kind of I feel like, and it's not anti-diversity whatsoever. It's just like when we had the teams were talking about incentivizing the the um hiring you know minorities and people of color for the head coaching the, um, the, the Rooney rule you know there definitely should be more some are bad some are good just like any other color um like Andy Lynn's terrible and then someone like Jim Caldwell is a great coach who d- was not fired and that could have been racism involved in there 
Um, we don't know. He was nine and seven gets fired from the Lions. What the hell? So yeah, Caldwell is fantastic. The angle. I see the angle for sure. I'd love. I wouldn't even like Caldwell on the Jets. I, I see what what they're. You see what they're trying to do, but then they you know give you a second or third round pick to to hire a, a coach. Lewis Reddick said it. It's insulting to people of color. I am insulted as a as a potential candidate. It's insulting. It's saying we're inferior. That you need to incentivize teams in order to hire us. Like it's a similar type of thing. Like if you're a woman right now, like you did a twenty yard kick and you're being celebrated because like you're so much inferior. Like. Obviously, it's a physical sport, but, like, if she kicks a 40-yarder, like, that's awesome. Like, if she does well, like, that's awesome. That's a big thing. But, like, kicking a 20-yard squib kick and then being rewarded for it, like, you can note it. Like Dave said, you can note it and be like, that's cool if she, she, she made the field. But you're not doing anything significant on the field. Even a 35, even making a kick, a 35, 40-yard kick, like, that's something. Yeah. And something. let me, let me, can do that. let me say, and, um, if, if... If she goes out, if she went out there and went five for five on field goals, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm I'm cool with that. Like I don't, obviously I I don't I haven't looked at the numbers from SEC stats last week, but like I can get it. You know, I I'm sure there was guys that had fantastic weeks. You know, some receiver that had two touchdowns and 180 yards, or you know whatever it whatever it may be. Um, but like you know, she's the first girl kicker comes out and goes five for five on field goals, kicks a you know forty six yarder, thirty eight yarder. I'm fine with giving her player of the week. But then also the the she gave the halftime speech. Like, what are we doing? What? How do you feel if you're a Vanderbilt player who's spent years at that program playing? You suck. Vanderbilt yeah, you sucks. suck. They're terrible. But you still you you're. You have this girl coming in essentially off the street to be a kicker for you at a few days before. And or a string kicker. Yeah, exactly. And now she's supposed, you're supposed to be like pumped up and motivated by her. Like, it's not even like she's a girl that's been playing football her whole life and finally broke through the glass ceiling and, you know, it was a big moment for her. Like, they called this bitch up on the on the phone like three days early and we're like, yo, you're our only option. Like we got to Can you help out, help us out? You know, you're great on the soccer field. You, you obviously can kick it a mile. Can you step in and help us out? Cause we're screwed. And that was that. And she took, she took the opportunity. She didn't seek this out. She didn't say I wanted to, I want to come play football for you guys. She was presented an opportunity and she took it. So you can't like falter for that. But like, Let's be realistic. I, if I was her, I would have been like, I'm not giving that fucking halftime speech. What am I going to say to these guys? You know, if it, think about anyone going into any sport, if some boxer came in and started playing on your basketball team three days earlier and started, started giving you a halftime speech about basketball, you'd be like, Get the fuck out of here, dude. The fuck do you know about basketball? Like yeah, it applies to anything in anywhere. You don't even have to bring gender into it. It just and it's a, it's a reach for sure. It's just it's just it, they they could have had a nice moment, a nice recognition of of this happening, and really spun it in a great way that would have satisfied everyone. But they just took it way too far and just piled it on and on and on. And now there's reports of multiple Vanderbilt players that are going to opt out of the final game in Athens against Georgia because of her, because of her playing. Um, so apparently they uh, talked to a couple of guys that they will be 
uh, opting out, and they won't have 53 scholarship players on the field for Georgia. Um, They haven't made it final yet, uh, but in in response to you know it's real because Vanderbilt is now talking to uh Riley Guay G U A Y um who was in medical school at Vanderbilt and was their kicker last year but still has one remaining year of eligibility so he could be their kicker this week in response to that because people are threatening to opt out i don't know and i mean it, they uh, they they should because I mean let's face it if they couldn't get in field goal range against Mizzou they ain't getting in field goal range against Georgia but she's either. She's not even so. the field goal kicker. Yeah, well I mean she would be, but they didn't yeah. have they didn't have a chance. They never got in. They never wait, got wait, close. I thought she was the fourth string kicker. She there's three other kickers on the roster, but they are all injured or COVID or something. There's some. Oh, she okay. was the only active kicker on the roster, and they brought her in a few days before. Like they they lost their other three kickers, and they were like, "Well, what the fuck do we do now?" And they're you know, so they took the star goalie from the soccer team. They don't even have a men's soccer team, Vanderbilt. Gotcha. So that's, well, that's what I was wondering too. I'm like, why would they go to the female soccer team first rather than the male soccer team for football? But now it makes sense. But, yeah, they don't have a I mean, female soccer team or a men's soccer well, team. We'll 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 see what happens with that, but you know, it definitely. I'm rooting. De- I'm rooting for. Yeah, I'm rooting for. But let's be realistic, and because when you do, when you aren't realistic and you aren't and you pamper it, it makes people not root for her, and that's not how it should be. Yeah, exactly. It definitely, the, the fact that they gave her SEC Player of the Week definitely, yeah. uh, definitely took away from the the moment. Yeah, it so. just puts a bad taste in people's mouth, and there's no yeah. reason for it. Celebrate. Hopefully. It. Yeah, hopefully they, they, they do something right to, to move forward. But let's move on to NFL. Uh, we've got week 13 coming up. It's going to be another good week. Uh, none of us really had a great week with our picks last week, Sully. Meanwhile, the, uh, Ra- one- the, the Ravens and Steelers are still in week 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. we're not. We, yeah. It's Wednesday as we're taping this at a 1, and we still don't have a Ravens-Steelers score. So, unfortunately, Dave and I will have to wait till next week to report on that pick. And when we picked it, it was minus 5. So, that's what it's staying at, folks. Like it or, yeah. Yeah, love it mean, or hate it, we picked it at minus 5, yeah, Steelers. I mean, so. it's fair. You'll definitely that's how it. But, that's how yeah. it works. If you bought, if you bet it at that time at a sports book, you would get it at yeah. minus 5. What are, you, what are our records right now? I mean, what, what, so, what would we do last Sully week? Went, Sully went 1-4 and four last week. Moves to, still in first place at 27-33. and 33. Uh, Jones went... One, uh, two, and one, and is now at 24, 33, and two. And I also went one, two, and one, and I'm at 26, 31, and two. Um, jeez, yeah, I will, uh, I'll, I'll kick it off real quick. I've got my picks ready. I, uh, right out of the gate, I'm taking a team that had a bad loss this week against Tennessee, but they are traveling down to Houston. Uh, I'm taking the Colts minus three and a half against the Texans. I think they'll bounce back. They need a win. I think they'll get the win. I think it'll be by a touchdown. Um, so I'm taking them there. I'm also taking another team that suffered a really embarrassing loss to the Falcons on uh, Sunday. Probably the worst game they've played all year. Uh, the Raiders, they're at. They're on the road at the Jets this week. I'm taking them minus eight. Uh, I think they'll they'll bounce back big, make a statement, show everyone that they're, they're still a factor in the AFC. Uh, so I'm taking the Raiders minus eight. Uh, I am taking also on the road as a dog, the Browns plus six against the Titans. Um, Browns had a real close game this week 
uh, barely squeaked out a win. Uh, the Titans obviously rolled the Colts last week. They beat the Ravens the week before in a close game. Um, I don't know if the Browns will win, but I think they will keep it close. Uh, they're getting, they have Nick Chubb back. They've obviously got Kareem Hunt. Um, their receiver is not the best, but they're making it work. So uh, I think they will actually have good weather for once too. So I'm taking the uh, Browns plus six there. Then my last spread, uh, I'm taking the biggest number of the week. I'm taking the Chiefs at home, minus 14 against the Broncos. Obviously, the Broncos didn't have any quarterbacks this week. Atrocious game against the Steelers. Um, But obviously, they'll have a quarterback back this week, so it'll be a little bit better. But the Chiefs are a juggernaut. The Chiefs are, by far right now, the best team in the NFL. You mean Uh, they won't have a quarterback because Drew Locke's awful? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, it, but it'll be better than a yes, uh, yes. practice squad wide receiver. Um, <laughs> they will have an actual person who plays the position of quarterback, yes. I should say. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Chiefs minus 14. Tyreek Hill is um, making a case for offensive player of the year. Um, had probably the best game of the season out of anyone this year. Uh, best fantasy game of the season of anyone this year. Had 51 for me. Uh, sealed the win over Sully. Love to see that. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs minus 14 there. And then for my total, I'm taking the Rams and Cardinals. Um, Rams have looked good. That defense is good. Cardinals lost to the Patriots, lost to the Seahawks. They are in desperate need of a win. I think they're going to put up some points. I think they're going to give the the Rams defense a little bit of a test. So I'm taking over 48.5 in that one. And, I mean, the Rams offense has been great the past few weeks. So I I expect some points in that one, despite how good the Rams defense is. So over 48.5. Nice. Um, I'll knock it out now. Uh, so, you know, now that Mitchell Trubisky isn't a starting quarterback in the NFL, I've really been searching for that that guy that I can just bet against every week, no matter what the number is. And I found that in Carson Wentz now. And it just so happens that he's also <laughs> playing a guy I really like in Aaron Rodgers. So I'm taking the Packers minus 106 against the Eagles, actually minus 9. Um and they're at Lambeau. Good fucking luck, Philadelphia. Um, next, I'm going with the Chargers in a pick em. I thought this line was a little surprising. Um, Patriots coming off a, a tough loss, but they're traveling to the West Coast. Uh, no, they know. won. They beat the Cardinals. Oh, they did? Oh, what yeah, was, they won was that the year but week before? Field goal. Uh, yes, the week before they okay. did. Okay. So my, my fault there. Um, but I still, that doesn't change my pick. I still like the, the chargers in this one. Um, I thought they'd be, um, you know, like a minus two and a half or two here. Um, I think the Patriots actually opened as slight favorite, maybe one point favorites. Um, but here we are now. So I'm taking the chargers, pick them, uh, there. So essentially money line. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the chiefs, Tommy, uh, you know, they looked incredible last week, and the Broncos, I mean, who the fuck knows what the hell they're doing. They got four quarterbacks, and none of them are good. Um, they might as well start Elway. Uh, and <laughs> and then uh, I'm going with uh, the against the Jets. You know, I thought uh, a few times this year, I really thought the Jets were going to show something and, you know, make a game close and really competitive. It just hasn't happened. And the Raiders got fucking trounced last week by a not very talented team in in the Atlanta Falcons. So 
I'm looking for a huge bounce back game. If if any coach is going to get his team in line after a game like that, I'm I'm taking Gruden. So I know they're going on the road. I know it's west to east, but give me the Raiders minus eight. Um, I think that one could get ugly. And then my over under. Um, I thought this was really low, you know, because of what happened last time. I took the over in this game last time and it hit the under. But I'm going Falcons Saints over 46. 46 is just too low of a number with a team coming off, you know, putting up 40 plus. Uh, and, you know, it's a divisional game. I I just see some, some more scoring going on here. Taysom Hill hasn't been that bad. He's been actually pretty, pretty solid um, in terms of putting up points. So I'll take the, I'll take the Falcon Saints over 46. I think Kamara will get more involved again this week and, and we'll see a nice, uh, you know, that game could hit 50, 55. Nice. All right, I like it. I'm also going to go Chiefs minus 14. Um, they destroyed them the first time they played as well. Um, I'm going to take the Bills minus 2.5 against the Niners. The Niners' defense is looking better. They looked really good against Goff, but Allen, um, Josh Allen's obviously a dual threat. Um, Josh Allen, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins played pretty solid last week. Uh, I think I'll come back down to earth. Um, I'm definitely taking the better offense, the better quarterback um, by a field goal, minus two and a half. Um, I'm actually going with the Patriots, pick them. Um, the Chargers um, are not good. The Chargers have three wins. The Chargers have beaten the Jets by eight, the Jaguars by 10, and they beat the Bengals because of a missed field goal. I know we like Justin Herbert. I know we like their talent. But the Chargers are arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, they don't get blown out, but they're absolutely awful. I mean, those three teams, Jaguars, those are the three worst teams in the league that they've beaten. So they're probably the fourth worst team. Um, and mainly why I like it, Bill Belichick coach versus Anthony Lynn coach. And it's going to be a close game, you would imagine, and a pick em. Lynn's going to fuck it up. Um... So those are three of my picks there. I'm going to go with Dave. Uh, Packers minus nine for sure. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how. I'll probably take the under Eagles point total on that too. I don't know how they'll be able to score at all. Um, yeah, good luck with great. Alexander. Yeah. Um, fourth one, I'm going to go Saints minus three. Um, Saints are just the better team. Their defense is clicking on all, all cylinders. Um, Taysom Hill playing very well. Kamara's taking a back seat, but even with Murray, they have a great running game in Hill. Michael Thomas ripped them apart the first time. I'm sure he'll have a big game. Um, yeah, by a field goal, they're going to win that. And big comeback game for Falcons, because Falcons got just played out of their mind last week. Um, and then that's four, right? Yeah. Over That's under. Four. And then my 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 spread is my spread is Lions Bears over forty four. Um, Bears defense is kind of regressed. Um, Lions defense is absolutely putrid. I think the Bears are going to be able to score some points in this. Actually, I think they'll be able to score at least twenty. Um, and if not, the Lions will put up points. Uh, I think over forty four in there is a low number. Um, the Bears' o- offense is awful, but if it can do well, it's against a defense like Detroit. Montgomery got, finally looked good. What? I said Montgomery finally looked good for the first I time in his career. Like I've been waiting for this guy for, for 20 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
And uh, Mitch Trubisky did not play well, but the last couple drives, he let them down, and he it was pr- pretty much over. But he made somewhat of a game of it. Gar- garbage, whatever. He looked good with Allen Robinson. He, he made some passes. I think he's better than Foles. He didn't really run. I think he needs to run more. I think they need to do more options with Montgomery and Mitch because Mitch is very fast, actually. Um, but those are the picks. Love it. Love it. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, obviously, we'll be back. We got Steelers, Ravens to look forward to coming up at 340 today. Excited for that one. Um, but – in the meantime, go uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, and check out the store at BleacherFan.com. Christmas coming up. Get some Bleacher Fan merch. Love it. I'm wearing my sweatshirt right now. Love that thing. Wear it all the time. Go and check that stuff out, and bye, 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 uh, and we will see you next week.